Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host, and I have been collecting Doctor Who since 1981. In mid-1984, I had this idea to open a Doctor Who store in Chicago that would be focused on Doctor Who merchandise. The two problems I had was that I was 15 years old and couldn't drive, and I had very little money but I had a lot of Doctor Who items that I'd imported from England through my connections that I've made, through the pen pals that I've uh, found through Fantasy Empire magazine and other Doctor Who publications and going to my first convention in 1983 where I met Peter Davison and Janet Fielding with John Nathan Turner. So, very important part of my life. We called the store or I called the store Bundles from Britain after John Peel's section in Fantasy Empire of the same name. I actually gained a business partner, a few business partners, actually two silent partners and one managing partner. And after a few successful years with uh, the company, I sold it back to my partner and went on with my life. About four years ago, I found a book called Red, White and Who, The Story of Doctor Who in America. I highly recommend this book, makes a great gift for the Doctor Who fan who really wants to know what happened in the USA with regards to the history of Doctor Who. Anyway, I just for fun looked in the index and found bundles from Britain listed in the index. Well, it's on page 384 as a Doctor Who store in Chicago. So being a part of history is humbling, but I'm proud to have been there. Please buy this book, ATB Publishing, and uh, you can find that anywhere books are found. Our theme song is Who's Doctor Who by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by our friend Fraser Hines, who played Jamie McCrimmon in over 113 Doctor Who episodes, the longest-running character on the program, and he's a friend of our podcast. I want to thank all the people who became friends of the podcast this past year. It's been a great year for the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. Lots of listeners, lots of emails, posts on our Facebook and Twitter page. We're very pleased. And so if you haven't subscribed to our podcast and become a member, you can do so one of two ways. You can visit us at our Patreon page. That's patreon.com backslash Doctor Who Collectors Podcast and give whatever you can. We ask for $5. You can do more if you like. Uh, We'd love to have you as a sponsor. We'd love to have you as as a patron. Also, our podcast is available to you on Podbean. And so if you go to podbean.com and use the handy search bar to locate Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, you can also patronize and subscribe there, although the podcast will always remain free. We're also a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance, and you can find some of the best Doctor Who podcasts at doctorwhopodcastalliance.org. I'd like to wish every one of our listeners and new listeners, old listeners alike, a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas 
from the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Christmas-related Doctor Who. So I want to start with the top products that Amazon.com says are the best Doctor Who gifts for the Doctor Who fan. Now, of course, if you're planning to give something to a collector, you might want to talk to them first. Collectors are very picky about what they they have. Usually they're looking at condition or the age or is it mint in the box? Um, but in this case, if you're if you're looking at the casual to to an energetic Doctor Who fan, uh, these are in no particular order. And uh, we'll start with the Doctor Who throw blanket exploding TARDIS. Pandorica fleece blanket, if you remember from the Pandorica opens. And um, you can get that at Amazon.com. The price right now is $36.99. Um, it makes a great gift for any Doctor Who fan. Soft and cozy fleece uh, blanket dimensions, approximately 50 inches by 60 inches. It's officially it's an officially licensed Doctor Who collectible. Um, so that's a that's the first item. The next thing for that um, for the fan who um, wants to keep their jewelry in a fancy way, especially a police box. Um, we have the Doctor Who TARDIS wooden jewelry box with drawers, hooks, and ring inserts. It is brand new. It is not yet available, so I can't give you a price, but it's uh, um, the wood construction is sturdy enough to make it through time and space, according to the... <laughs> I love reading the descriptions. They always uh, crack me up. It is an official Doctor Who merchandise, measures 9 inches tall by 5 inches, and features a police box with drawers on the one side of the door and a, and a side that opens with hooks in the traditional TARDIS design. So extremely cool there. Um, if you really want to be cool with your coffee or your tea or your hot beverage, um, the Doctor Who Disappearing Coffee Mug might be something for you. Um, the Doctor Who Disappearing Coffee Mug at Hot Liquid and the TARDIS Disappears comes in a gift box. Um, and that goes for $15.95 on Prime. Um, and basically it's a 12 ounce mug. Uh, do not put this in the dishwasher. That will eventually wreck the effect because how hot the water gets in a dishwasher you'll have to wash this mug by hand um it is uh really really a great thing i actually have one of these and i think they're pretty cool so the disappearing tardis mug very important uh gift for the doctor who fan um going back to the um the theme of keeping warm in the winter the doctor who throw blanket which features the uh the later year Doctor Who logo, I would say the late Matt Smith, early Peter Capaldi era. Um, and uh, it's a 50 by 60 inch Afghan, like the other one, uh, has, the, uh, has the TARDIS on the front. And it's uh, made out of fleece. And uh, you know, like I said, it's an officially licensed to collectible. It sells for $20 um, on Prime and makes a great gift. Again, these are in no particular order. Um, we've got the um, the Doctor Who TARDIS ceramic teapot. It is a police box shaped as a tea kettle. So if you're looking to boil your water, <laughs> I've preheated with hot water, which you can pull in your, basically in your, so you would not want to put this on the stove. Um, but uh, it's, it's really nice. It's, it 
it's hand wash only. Uh, the price is $26.59. It's an official Doctor Who collectible. Uh, next, we have another throw blanket. Uh, it's a complete, the blanket is an entirely a police box. And um, it, uh, it's really quite neat. It's just a, it's just a police box uh, blanket here. Let me get the details here. Um, it measures 50 inches by 89 inches, so it's slightly bigger. It costs $19.95. It's a soft fleece afghan and an official Doctor Who collectible. Next, we have um, the Funko Pop 10th Doctor. We've talked about Funko Pops on here, and they are fun. I've got a few in my collection that were given to me as gifts. And these... Uh, are very popular. Apparently the, the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, is very, very popular. And um, these Funko Pop figures are, are just really fun. Uh, the cost is $27.88 on, on Prime, measures three to three and a four quarter inches. Um, and Funko Pop is uh, always uh, a licensed product, comes in a box and has a likeness to David Tennant very cool. Uh, if you'd like to give uh, the, for the fan that um, is into cooking, we've got the Doctor Who official cookbook, 40 Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey Recipes. And I'm joined by my cat Milton, who's purring in the microphone. So he, I'm paying attention to him as well as my listeners. Anyway, the Doctor Who official cookbook. Now, there was a cookbook that came out back in the late 80s on the W.H. Allen label, and that was an interesting uh, cookbook. We'll look at that on the uh, podcast as well. Uh, it's a hardcover book. Uh, new, it's $18.53. Um, you can have your Doctor Who and eat it too with this out-of-this-world cookbook featuring fun, imaginative recipes for the whole family based on the wildly popular BBC series Doctor Who. Um, of course, the the uh, the <laughs> one of the uh, the recipes is fish fingers with custard, and there's a Cyberman pie. But I'm not gonna no spoilers here, so you'll have to get that for the for the fan who loves to cook the Doctor Who official cookbook. Um, another uh, TARDIS, uh, the official Doctor Who TARDIS mug, which is a square-shaped ceramic coffee mug with lid holds 17 ounces of your favorite hot beverage. I have one of these on my shelf. It did not work very well as a coffee mug. Uh, the it's hard to drink out of it, but it's a great little collectible item that I think will you will enjoy. Um, the Doctor Who mug. Uh, it's. Uh, it's excellent. It says excellent for time and space travel. <laughs> a strong ceramic coffee lub with lid that resembles the police box. Um, this mug is the ultimate for the ultimate Doctor Who fan, shaped like a TARDIS that will take you to a whole dimension of style with every sip. I love marketing. <laughs> Officially licensed by Doctor Who. Seventeen dollars ninety nine cents on Amazon.com. Uh, next, we've got the uh, the Vander Doctor Who 18 ounce Titan tri uh, Triton, excuse me, water bottle, and it is a water bottle. I'm trying to get more information here. Here we go. Yeah, made from uh, Eastman Triton plastic. It's insulated, double wall design. Um, it does resist condensation. It's spill proof, holds 18 ounces, and it's BPA free. Um, and you can get it in 18 or 32 ounce size, apparently. So you can get uh, the same slightly different uh, TARDIS on the front with the Doctor Who logo. Uh, $12.21 for the 32 ounce. And 
it looks like the 18 ounce is currently unavailable. So, um, look, good luck. You might be able to find that from a third-party seller, but they're sold out of the 18-ounce. Uh, but 32-ounce bottles are available. That's the, uh, the water bottle. Um, just to go down the list here, um, we've got, of course, the if you want to decorate your tree with style, we've got the Kurt Adler Doctor Who Mini Ornament Gift Set of four pieces. And um, these are licensed items. And you get with the collection and i apologize for the slow internet today uh you get a weeping angel you get a dalek a cyberman and oh goodness the fourth thing i you know i can't think of the name of this little white guy with the you know somebody can write in and tell me what that is anyway the the set is sixteen dollars and ninety seven cents so that's the uh, the gift, you know, as far as gifts. And the last item here falls under the category of Christmassy Doctor Who. So now I want to move to Christmassy Doctor Who items. Uh, if you want to look fashionable this holiday season, of course, I am often wearing my Tom Baker hat and my Tom Baker scarf because that was one of the doctors I grew up with. And uh, the scarf does keep you warm. These Chicago winters can be quite, uh, quite cold. But if you want to do something a little less uh, like that, we've got the TARDIS and Daleks Christmas scarf, the official Doctor Who scarf. Um, if you order, by the way, anything ordered as of this podcast recording, you will get it before Christmas. Um, and it's uh, it's the official Doctor Who scarf, $31.99. And we've got here, let's see, 100% acrylic featuring the TARDIS and Daleks, um, size in centimeters, 30 by 190 with a 90 day money back guarantee. Kind of like that. Uh, next on the list, we've got, um, let's see, Christmassy here, the TARDIS and Dalek official hat, which goes with the scarf. Uh, same material, $21.99. Uh, we've got the Doctor Who police box Christmas tree ornament, measures four inches by two inches, and it costs $10.74. Made of hard plastic, it features the police box with snow cover and a Christmas wreath on the front. Great way to decorate your tree, uh, unless you decorate your tree like a Dalek, which I've seen on Facebook and Twitter, which is pretty cool. Um, if you want to look cool on your, your tree with your lights, uh, you've got the Kurt Adler 10 Light TARDIS light set for $26.15. Uh, it's a string of lights that are shaped as police boxes. And uh, all of these products, by the way, are available at Amazon.com. Uh, it's 100% uh, toy, it says here, imported. Licensed light can be used year-round. 30 inches of lead wire, 12-inch spacing, indoor and outdoor use. Um, and uh, you can have this. There's also some, uh, I believe, from Kurt Adler, you can also get some Dalek ornaments and things. He, he does a lot of those things. So best way to decorate your tree. Uh, for, the, for the Doctor Who men in your life, the Doctor Who men's pajama land... Uh, lounge pant for $19.95. Um, let's look at that here. It's a colorful addition to the wardrobe. Features the Doctor Who logo and the police box on the uh, on the pant. Um, let's see, anything else here? Comes elastic waist and drawstring. Keep you comfy all night long in your travels. It is officially licensed uh, by Doctor Who. And there are several different designs too. There's the uh, um, you know, just some things you can find. When you go to the bottom of the page, there's some 
other other pajama pant items there that work for Doctor Who. Um, let's see, we've got the uh, the Doctor Who Cyberman bust mold Christmas ornament. The Cyberman designed in the David David Tennant years, five dollars and ninety nine cents. And the Kurt Adler yellow Dalek, uh, which is the new Daleks, by the way, the new design Daleks. $8.79. Of course, if you just go to Amazon.com, put in the search bar Doctor Who Christmas, and your options become a little bit more, um, you know, <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> anyway, lots of great things to think about. Um, this will be our, our last episode before the Christmas break. And when we come back in January, I'll do, of course, the December merchandise roundup. We're going to look at the 1987 unofficial Doctor Who annual. And by the way, um, one last plug for the 1972 unofficial annual. You can get that at lulu.com. Um, Terraquius uh, distributors, it will be out of print in January of 2020. So you only have a couple weeks left to get that. Um, it'll be out of print forever. And your only other option then would be to search for eBay or the used books. So that's what's going on there. Um, and, you know, from from the year's perspective, we had a great year of podcasts. Uh, we did our first live podcast at Chicago TARDIS uh, last month, and it was a big success. We had uh, two wonderful uh, authors and uh, one of my friends, uh, Tony Witt, the host and producer of the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, was on there, and they just did their Christmas episode. So if, you, if you're not listening to their podcast as well, um, you should be. It's a great thing. And of course, we spoke with David J. Howe and Samantha Stone. So what a wonderful year. And as for me, Larry Van Mersbergen and uh, Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, we, we wish you the best of holiday seasons. And don't forget, the new series of Doctor Who premieres January 1st with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Our closing audio clip could be anything except, how about a clip from the only, the first, I guess I should say, Doctor Who Christmas story, The Feast of Stephen. And the last part where the Doctor wishes everyone a Merry Christmas. Sadly, missing from the archive, possibly missing forever, because that episode was not exported with the rest of Dalek Master Plan, as it wasn't directly related to the plot. It was done as a Christmas uh, episode for the for the Brits. Uh, maybe somebody has it on a film can. Maybe there's a collector out there sitting on it. If you are, please share it with us. We would just love to have it back, and you'd be considered a hero. So with that, the last, a little clip from the Dalek Master Plan, The Feast of Stephen. Keep collecting. The doctor glanced around, a twinkle in his eyes. And this is the set for the last scene. He had finally realized where they had landed. A movie company. He had seen films before in his travels, but never known how they were made. Suddenly, everything was coming together. Yeah. Well, I think I know how to solve your ending. If I may demonstrate? Be my guest. The clown signalled to the director to start up the cameras as the doctor crossed to where Stephen was munching away. Glancing around... He saw a large custard pie and lifted it up thoughtfully. Then he tapped Stephen on the arm. Excuse me, my boy, but I'd like your help in a little demonstration. 
Stephen looked around, his mouth rather full. Draw thing. Hey, that pie looks good. Really? asked the doctor innocently. Would you like some? Sure. With a cherubic smile, the doctor slammed the pie full in Stephen's face. For a second, there was silence. Then the clown doubled over, laughing. Stephen stood there, a shocked expression on his face that gradually turned to anger as the custard dripped down his features. He turned and picked up a pie and then hurled it at the doctor, who ducked. The pie caught the clown in mid-laugh, silencing him for a second. Then, with exaggerated motions, he dashed for a pie and hurled it at an actor dressed as a waiter. Great stuff! Great stuff! The director enthused as the cameras caught all this. Everybody into this! Move! The other actors piled onto the set and the fight began to increase in tempo. Pies, tarts and flans flew furiously. Pitchers of water and other drinks were spilled over anyone in sight. No one much minded who was hit with what. The doors burst open as Sarah shot into the set, looking for escape from Steinberger P. Green and his men. Spotting the doctor weaving his way through the food fight and miraculously unscathed by all of it, she headed straight for him. She was followed by the technicians and yes-men. As Sarah struggled to reach the doctor, a pie caught her right in the face. Wiping the custard from her eyes, she glowered at the man who had thrown it, who was laughing. She grabbed one of his arms and hurled him onto the table. He landed with a squelch. Green's men ran into a barrage of pies and food and instantly lost sight of Sarah. They were too occupied with getting their own back and defending themselves with whatever edible weapons came to hand. Sarah had just pushed someone into a large cake when the doctor managed to get to her. I think it's high time we were out of here, he muttered. Sarah couldn't have agreed more and together they made their way to where Stephen was alternately beating and pushing food into people's faces. Back to the TARDIS, the doctor told him. With a nod, the young man followed. They left the raucous mob behind them, still heaving food in all directions. The director was ecstatic. Outside, they broke into a run as Sarah led them back to where the TARDIS had originally landed. With Steinberger P. Green's men no longer hunting them, they could get back without much trouble. Where have you been? Stephen asked her as they dashed between buildings. I, I don't know, Sarah replied, but a strange man kept telling me to take my clothes off. It's a madhouse, Stephen reflected. The studio where they had landed was now deserted and they slipped back into the TARDIS without being seen. The doctor set the controls, and with the usual cacophony, the ship took off. Where was that place? Stephen asked, bewildered. He and Sarah were from times when such studios no longer existed. Your guess is as good as mine, she replied. Let's just hope we never return there. A short while later, Stephen had showered and changed his clothes. It felt good to return to the control room without leaving a trail of food as he walked. Sarah, still looking fresh, was relaxing in a tall-backed chair there. A moment later, the doctor entered the room, carrying a tray with three goblets on it. They were wrought silver, very ornate, 
and steaming slightly. Here we are, he announced cheerily. What's this? Stephen asked, wondering if the doctor was trying to make up for having hit him with the pie. Well, the doctor answered, extending the tray to Sarah first, then to Stephen, so they could take a goblet each. We don't often get a chance to celebrate, but this time we must. Mulled wine. Celebrate? asked Sarah blankly. Yes, the doctor chuckled. Don't you recall, when we landed at the police station, it was all decked out for Christmas. Stephen grinned. So it was. The doctor put down the tray and took the remaining goblet, which he raised. So then, a toast, a happy Christmas to us all. Smiling, Sarah and Stephen clinked their goblets with his and echoed the sentiment. The wine warmed their throats, but the warmth in their hearts came from other causes. <laughs>